Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. I will be in Nashville screening Hail Yourself America at Zany's Sunday, October 27th at 9.30 p.m. Please get those tickets. Can't wait to see you in Nashville. I'll also be hanging out at Politicon where they'll be promoting Hail Yourself America in the democracy room. So I'll see you all October 27th in Nashville. Hail yourselves! There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. I am not fucking around here, Kessel. I am spooked. What's going down? The gremlins in my house <laughs> are being very active. It's not even funny. You think it's gremlins? I don't know what the hell it is. That's what I'm calling it. I It's some kind of entity. I've been dealing with this, as I've been talking about in the show, the last couple of weeks. It's obviously right. the Halloween season, so it's time appropriate. But, I mean, Jackie started it a, uh-huh. about a year ago when she was living in the house. She kept saying that I had an upper stairwell that goes up to, we have a little roof spot on the top of our apartment. Right. And Jackie was like, this little ghost that lives up in that corner. And I was like, ah, whatever. And then the remote controls went missing, right? And we found yeah. it deep in the back of the couch, right? Didn't know how the fuck it got there, which is fine, whatever. Cool. Stoner. Right. Bullshit. Yes. Because that's what everyone is thinking. Yeah, that's usually where it goes when you fall asleep on the couch. Yes, sure. My belt's still fucking gone, right? <laughs> My belt is gone. Nowhere in the house. Natalie's like, it's somewhere. And I was like, I have dug everywhere. I I know I've looked for this fucking belt. It is fucking gone. It's right. not that big of an apartment. It's not like we're living in many rooms. Or right? no. in Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Sw- not, swimming yet. In, not yet. Not swim- swimming in coins. I don't want to smell like blood all day unless I've earned it. Absolutely. So what so, is right. going on, man? I don't know. So last night, I come in the house. She's like, Nat's talking about this. She was missing something the other day, and she's like, oh, it's your gremlins. And I was just like, I, I know it's my gremlins. You know, because Amber also said that the house is also haunted. But Amber is also, you know, like like myself, we are technically unreliable people. Amber Nelson from Brighter Side, of course. Yes. Last night, I come in from the gym, and I got my house keys. It's stuff that's always very important. It's stuff that I have to go scrounging for. Right. And I go in. I go right into making dinner. So I'm making dinner, and then I go to walk Wendy. My keys are gone. I go to look everywhere. Like, I, go, I have, like, two spots that I normally keep my keys. Uh-huh. They're gone. It's not there. I tear the fucking house apart. Like, I go through Every section 
of the house. I, I'm, I'm literally just, I'm going through every, I'll look through all the shoes, see right. what I left in the fucking refrigerator, all the stone bullshit. You always I check by the it. ham. I've done that before. I found a lot of weird things in the refrigerator. No, I do that. controls. I've done it. Yeah, I get I've you. I've done it too. But I wasn't hammered yet. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, man, my keys are gone. My keys are fucking gone. So I go to go move, like, my traveling bag. I go to go move it out of the other room because I'm trying to get, we're trying to, like, move things around because we're planning a move. So I'm just right. trying to condense everything to another room. I lift up my traveling bag, and I hear jingle. My keys are zipped up on the, in the inner bag. The, I'm getting chills. My keys are zipped up inside the inner pocket inside of this bag. And I did huh. not do it. I know for a fact that you did didn't not go do into it. the bag. You didn't. I absolutely did not do it. This thing is saying hello. Wow. I don't know what the hell is going on here, dude. I am legit <laughs> spooked here, man. It's this scary is stuff. Central, dude. It sounds like it. Maybe it is time so. to move. I hope it doesn't follow you to whatever house you end up living in. Oh, my. Well, it's the spooky season, and there's a lot of ghouls out. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry Zabrowski. I am. You know what, man? I'm going to say this. I'm at a level orange. I'm at a level level orange. Oh, you're going with the the terror alert list that we used to have in the early 2000s that meant nothing? I'm at an, an orange. Wow. We're at terror level orange. Totally forgot that that ever happened. Remember that? People would be like, can't go outside today. It's terror level orange or red. And it's like, it means nothing. Okay. It means nothing. It means nothing. But I'm going to uh, say congratulations, buddy, because for a long time, as long as I've known you, you've said, I just want it too bad. I want to be haunted too much. Um, I'm too desperate for it. I'm coming off. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for ghosts. I'm thirsty for scares. But maybe, just maybe, you met love in, in ghost form, and now that entity is gonna i guess continue to hide everything that's precious to you i haven't seen shit though that i will say i haven't seen anything you gotta have set i up- seen oh like because it's like the thing is that i wonder why now it looks like is wendy nervous all the time because she's just seeing fucking like a man with a top hat at the top of the stairs going oh like is that why wendy's scared all the time right. or is it just a chihuahua or right. it's like, why am I agitated all the time? Is it just because of a personality disorder? Or just because or, you're Polish. Well, that's the blood pressure. Yeah. And the gotta, body hair. I mean, maybe that's the perfect storm. Maybe that's what gets these entities going. They feed off the nervousness of the Chihuahua and then the overall anxiety mixed with aggression of the Polish. It's maybe. A perfect. It's like opening up a window. What you got to do is start setting up cameras. Like, remember the movie Oculus? You got to yes. start setting up cameras, get some mirror play going on. You got to find no, this stuff, buddy. I'm I'm close to it. Okay. I mean, Nat doesn't really like the idea of having cameras in there because she's afraid of the cameras getting hacked like in the movies. Well, it's kind of like the movie 13 cameras. Great horror movie if you want to check it out. Absolutely. It's really good because Nat doesn't want to be involved with anything, you know, where she's like sauntering around giving the show for some haunted super, which right. I totally under- I uh, totally understand. Got it. Um, but when I one day I will have control and I might put out a camera. Dude, just you to don't see e- what's up. And you don't even got to go to the cloud with it. You can go old school, get some oh, VHS no, cameras. Get tape. some tape. Yeah. Physical medium. I'm just saying, because you guys did really good with these emails. We're about to we're about to get spooky. Yes, today. indeed. That's what this whole episode's about, is that it's it is the season to be spookified. I am I'm on edge. I think the country's on edge. I think yep. that's good. 
All right, because we're changing. There's skeletons everywhere, and I'm not just talking about the models in Los Angeles. Oh my! I'm talking about there are talking skeletons out there, and that's legit. I don't well, actually don't know if that's for certain. I did. But just, I know. But I if did, they were, yep, this would be a good time for them. I did just read an article where the modeling industry was really applauding themselves because they allowed a woman who was like 107 pounds to be a model as opposed to 104. And they were like, we did it. Normal sized women. And it's like, what is I've that? Never seen, I've never seen that before. Was that for the diabetes line of Calvin Klein? <laughs> no, that's it is. I guess it's brave of them. I don't know. I don't think they need to be applauded for showing normal people. And that woman was still extremely, extremely thin. But anyway, let's get on with some spooky spaghetti. Henry, would you like to start us off? Okay, guys. Um, so you're you're at home right now. Maybe you're washing your dishes or whatever. Ooh. All right. Maybe you're washing your dishes. Maybe you're wondering whether or not you locked your back door. You should go check it. Because if you didn't, if you didn't, you don't know for certain that you locked your back door. That door's fucking open. Oh, okay? my God. That's, that's just how it is. Check the backseat of your car before you go out to get grocery shopping because people hide back there all the time just to ruin your life. Yeah. And it happens one in five times. Every you go to one, the grocery store. Really? It happens one in five times. That's I'm being a, oxygen network right now. Wow, wow. If you have breasts, every one in five times you go to the grocery store, there is a man sitting in the seat behind you just trying to either go to the store with you because he's innocently insane or he's planning like what he's going to do to you. And just because he hasn't made himself known, mm-hmm. he's in there. Okay. Okay? But in order to combat, in order to combat that, What's really important to do is what I got some now is I got some new um, Zika. It's not the virus. Okay. But I got this new Zika weed line, a hybrid. It's kind of relaxing. <laughs> it's good to measure it. What I like to do now is really important, especially if you're home, if you're in the bath right now, if you're a big fat guy in the bath and you can Ooh. watch your fucking body hairs kind of float above you finally free from the weight of your personal gravity. Yeah. Let them dance. Let them dance to the tune of you going, getting that last, pod- last, last podcast in the left grinder. Oh, yes. Sure. I don't know if you can yeah. But you gra- grind up some hybrid, right? That's what I like. Mm. I like a nice sativa leaning hybrid, right? You grind it up nice and fine, later it, layer it down. Then little scoops of keef on top of that. Oh Another my. layer of <laughs> the ground up hybrid, right? Okay. Fucking toke it. It's important to get that fucking spice stacked, right? Then right. sativa edibles on top. Let wow. it ride out. Wow. Let it ride out. Be incomprehensible. And, and now that, what I'm doing is I'm keeping my keys and my mole controls in my pockets. That's smart. But now you're not recommending people drive to the grocery store after doing all of that, right? I mean, drive slow. Drive slow. Yeah. If you're going to. I would say go to the grocery store first. Snack, then you got to stock up on your snacks. That You're probably correct. Yeah. And if you're at the office, take your shirt off. Because we're about <laughs> to get some phantom pene inside oh, of your fucking assholes. All right, oh, let's listen to this. Story. So we're having here, it's a, you guys did great. You guys yes. sent a bunch, of your, a bunch of your emails. We're going through this one at a time. We got two weeks of this fucking spooky shit. Yes, so indeed. be prepared. We're going from real to not real, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this email comes to us from a listener who says that this story... Israel. Absolutely. And if you want to submit for next week's episode, side stories LPOTL at gmail.com. And as Henry said, thank you so much for your submissions. They this year, Henry, wouldn't you say? Best year this, yet. Best, best year, year by yet. far. By, by far. far. This story may not stand out to you 
as one only reading it, but stands out as one of the more unsettling experiences I've ever had. My wife and I have always been frequent visitors to thrift stores. On one of these trips several years ago, I grew restless with shopping for clothing and went to look at various household items. I found a jewelry box with a music box section and winded the key in the back out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. The song that I played was both very familiar and matched no song that I had heard before. My best description of the song was haunting. I immediately wanted to buy the box, despite the fact that I had no use for it. I also had the overwhelming urge to play the song again, but for someone else. I took the music box to my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and played the song for her. She described the song in the same way as haunting and familiar, but different. Hmm. She also said that she found it strange she felt the urge to share the song with someone else. Hmm. We did buy the music box and took it home. For some time, it became a piece of some obsession. I opened up the music box compartment to see the construction and noted that it looked like a new music box put into a jewelry case. I had made plans to do a similar project myself. I also found several others with the same exact design, but more common music boxes with pleasant tunes were in them. We played the song for many others and found they responded the same way. The compulsion to share the song with someone else was always present. And the song always described as haunting, quote-unquote. Eventually, by moving too frequently with new challenges each time, the box had become buried in a box somewhere in our home. The urge I feel to share the song comes back with a simple thought sparked for it to the point that my greatest desire right now is to go home, dig out the box, and send you... A recording. The melody I have not heard for years is back in my mind and will likely take days to drown out. Losing any degree of control over my desires and actions terrifies me, and I know that all my goals can be derailed with the turn of one key. So now, we're going to play that song. Whoa! I don't want to hear it, Henry. We it's have be to play scary. it. God, that is honestly, it sounds like OxyContin presents ballet. <laughs> that is, I, but that is really, whoo, that is creepy. If you are, we got, that is a good soundtrack for yes. a horror film. It is. I actually, I don't, I think I do recognize the sound, but that's what he's saying. I, I want to say that some piece of classical music or that's, it's something, it's like a Tim Burton theme. Or something. Oh, man, that was awesome. Well, thank you so much for sending that story in and for, whoo, that did send some chills down my large spine. 
Ooh, that's a lot oh, of chills. That's a lot of chills, my friend. Um, all right. So this next creepy tale is brought to you by Evan Senak. Thank you so much uh, for writing in, Evan. I think that this tale, it's its modern day because it involves online dating. And Whoa. who doesn't love online dating? Although, is that still popular? I don't even know if people still use it. It does. Uh, absolutely, Kissel. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't know yeah. what everyone's up to. All right. This is called Match. She's cute. Swipe. Single mom. Swipe. Office quote. Swipe. Ugh, no. You put your phone down into your lap and rub at your brow. You're sick of people shopping for now. Ding! The romantic chime of a mutual directional swipe perks your ears. New match. You remember her despite swiping a week or so ago. Her eyes are intense, intoxicating, kind of goth, but maybe just pale. Kill me, please, is all her bio reads. She's funny. You open up the conversation, <laughs> and she's great. Because you know that would work for all of us, too. Be like, oh, yes. kill me, please. I, oh, I yes. like your sense of humor. I like you. And I know for a fact 20% of that is true. She's funny. Okay, kill me, please, is all her bio reads. She's funny. You open up the conversation, and she's great. You make plans. Coffee downtown, familiar spot. You clean up and smell nice. Same awkward first date jitters, but jokes are pickaxes against a frozen lake. And the ice is now broken. You walk through a park for quite a bit and then find yourselves alone together in a shaded alcove of trees. You lock eyes. Her wild, hypnotizing gaze holds you captive, frozen all over again. Her hand leaves her pocket. A glint of light crosses your vision. She holds a large kitchen knife by the blade, handle facing you. Okay, now kill me. You stand there confused and smile. This isn't the worst date I've ever had. <laughs> okay, now kill me. You stand there confused and smile fading as she wraps your fingers around the wood shaft. She gets louder and louder and starts pushing you more and more violently. She shoves you to the ground and the knife now in your hand catches her on her forearm and the sudden gush of crimson blood spritzes your face. What the fuck? Why? Why me? You plead <laughs> as she looks down at you because you had a dog in your pics. That's what she says. <laughs> because you had a dog in your pics. So she she liked him because he had a dog in her pics, in his pics, and he liked her because she wanted to, she wanted someone to kill her. I honestly you know, hey, as long as it's consensual and Kitzel, your reading's getting better. You know what, buddy? I'm beasting this stuff out, you know? Really beasting it out. Do you have you been going to one of those after school programs or like one of those things they do for ex cons? No, no, I have been. I'm uh, taking my life back. I know I gave the first half of my life to the streets. But now I'm giving the second half of my life to the books. To the books. I did just purchase 30 books for a fourth grade class of a friend of mine who teaches there. So I am buying books for kids. So the Couple next brag. thing you know, next thing you know, I'll start buying books for myself, which will be very, really, very fun. Yeah, and it can't just be books of menus. No, my friend, not that. Oh, you're naughty. Fuddruckers. You know, I've never been to a Fuddruckers. You know what I uh, could really use? The real Rudd fucker. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. This story is called The Tingle by Eric Barton. Ooh. I was taking a red line home from downtown Chicago later than usual on a Friday night. The car had a distinct smell of piss, which <laughs> it's a big city and it's bound to happen. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I was more peeved when we got to the Addison stop and the car was packed to capacity by drunk, out-of-town Cubs fans, most oh. of whom are not interested in being human. 
But having moved to the city from a small town in Texas years ago, I learned to just let it go and mind my own business. I turned to an episode of Wizard and the Bruiser, one of oh. the fine shows on the last podcast network, and settled in for the ride. After a few stops farther up north, the car cleared out, and all that was left were a trio of Russian men, playfully, albeit loudly, arguing with each other, myself, and an old woman sitting across from me. Hmm. If I had a guess to say, I'd say that she was in her 70s, and she had built a wall of bags around her to protect her space from the Wrigleyville crowd. She also wore what I can only describe as some sort of shower cap. She had been staring at the Russian men, but turned her head and caught my eye. She smiled kindly, and I saw that there was a beauty mark above her upper lip. Hmm. She said something to me, but with the melodious timbre of Holden McNeely in my ear, I missed it. <sighs> Going... Oh, sorry, I said, removing my earbuds. She said something again, but this time I realized it was certainly not English. Hmm. I apologized again and muttered the word English, embarrassed that Texas public schooling only had offered Spanish one. She chuckled and waved it off, ending our exchange, and I went back to my podcast. The old woman seemed to doze off, but when I looked at her, something was different that I couldn't put my finger on it. Hmm. My skin went cold and prickly. My mouth went dry. Her beauty mark, the one above her lip, had relocated to just below her eye. It's a small thing, but it was just enough to make my mind feel like it was shifting. I was seeing something that I couldn't explain. My stop was coming up. So I grabbed my bag and waited at the sliding door. I was trying not to think too much about it, but I couldn't help myself and stole one last glance at the woman. I watched the mole edge its way from its new home and disappear under the shower cap. The shower cap was moving underneath, crawling all over as if the scalp was alive, trying to escape. The old woman in her sleep reached up and slightly scratched her head. The train came to a stop, and through sheer instinct, my legs got me onto the train platform where I sat down on a bench near the heat lamps we use for the winter. I tasted bile. My head was spinning. A few days later, I was grabbing some pho with my friend Christina. We had just gotten our food when I saw the old woman from the train walk into the restaurant. Her shower cap was gone, as was most of the hair underneath, and she had bandages on her face. My friend, seeing the look on my face, asked what was wrong, and I relayed the story of the train. Christina works in an emergency care unit. Let me know that some senior citizens that live in culturally isolated communities and neighborhoods will often rely on traditional medicines from their home countries. The ingredients coming in are not always checked over completely when they arrive in customs, and some have even been known to contain live spider eggs that may hatch after the patient has applied the treatment. My stomach turned. Christina took a wedge of lime from the condiment tray and squeezed it over her soup. It kind of reminds me of that old Selsun Blue ad, she said. The tingle means it's working. Whoa, she's got bugs in yeah, her hair. Yeah, she got bugs. <laughs> oh, that is nasty. But good for her. It seemed like it worked because, um, you know, I don't know. She has bandages on now. I have no idea what happened. I don't know. No idea. No? I don't know. Well, you know, they are the Wrigley Stadium. 
of course, where the Chicago Cubs play, it's it's a well known for being cursed. Before they won the World Series in 2000, I want to say 15 or 16, uh, it was they they lost for a hundred years because they refused to allow a witch to have a goat come in to accompany her to watch a baseball game. They said no goats allowed. And then the woman cursed the Cubs. For a hundred years, that curse lasted. So Wrigley Stadium, Wrigley Field, it's known for witchery and curses. Baseball's dumb. It's a thinking man's game. I don't know. I mean, this woman wanted to go watch a baseball game with a goat, and I'm just going to say this. If someone shows up with a goat, it's got to be a close friend. Maybe if she is really a witch, maybe it's just her husband. Uh, she transformed into goat. a goat. How much worse is a goat than a dog? I don't think they're bad at all. I think they should I mean, allow, I don't know. I would ban half the people when you go to these sporting games. I say ban half the people. Fill those More seats goats. with goats or dogs. Yeah, that's what I say. All right. Well, that was very scary indeed. And really a statement about the United States healthcare system. Wow. You know what? Sometimes horror, that's what I like about horror is that it hides social lessons within that's it. it. Absolutely. So this creepypasta, now there's no name attached. But it's called Stalled. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Stalled. Like Henry Thomas was on the... on the. Uh, I don't know why that story is so funny with the E.T. guy. I thought that it was nice that he stopped the car. I thought so, too. Um, all right. This is called Stalled. One hot August evening, a young couple were driving from Nashville to Atlanta. And let me just take this now to plug. I will be in Nashville this Sunday. Good oh, move. Very exciting. Thank you. Very, very fun. I'll be at Zany's. <laughs> oh my you and Polly Shore, man. Me and Polly Shore, the weasel. Okay, stalled. One hot August evening, a young couple were driving from Nashville to Atlanta. They were in a hurry, so they didn't stop to get fuel before they left. After driving for a few hours, the young man peered down at his fuel gauge and noticed it was dipping dangerously low. They were in the middle of nowhere and began to worry they might run out of gas before they ever found another gas station. Just as they were about to lose hope, they saw dim lights of an old gas station just off the main road. They, they quickly pulled in, and the young man began pumping gas. It was expensive, but they had no other choice. After he finished <laughs> pumping the gas, he told his sweetheart he needed to use the bathroom. He went in and sat down in the stall, relieved that they would be able to safely finish their journey. But when he reached for the toilet paper, something strange happened. No matter how hard he tried, <laughs> it wouldn't tear. He kept trying to pull it apart, but he soon realized... There were no seams for easy tearing. Ooh, this is getting <laughs> scary. <laughs> His this mind is began. Nightmare. This is I never my, take this one is, sheet at a time. I uh, they try to tell us that we only need one square at a time. Oh, this, honestly, that is a that's a corporate lie. That is. A <laughs> I lie. mean, I wish it did. I wish my I wish my guts were not as full of grease. If you use one square, you're just wiping with your hand. So he goes on. So there's no no tearing of this toilet paper. Very scary stuff. His mind began racing. His sweat started beating on his brow. He was pulling, pulling, pulling on the teepee. But no matter how he tried, he could not tear it. He threw his hands up in defeat as his face flushed with embarrassment. But then he heard a quiet voice from inside his head. (laughs) Yeah. Wipe it on the towel. You're going to have to use it all. That's what the voice said, Henry. You're going to have to use it all. 
At first, he refused. This was simply too much toilet paper. It would clog the toilet. Eventually, he relented and began folding up the entire roll. But suddenly, he realized that it was stuck to his hands. He felt himself being pulled by the toilet paper wrapped up in its course and cheaply made fibers. He's wrapped up in its course and cheaply made fibers. He felt suffocated as the paper squeezed the breath out of his body and suddenly he began to black out. He awakened several hours later and found himself sitting on the back of the toilet unable to move. He was surrounded by toilet paper rolls. The voice in his head returned, but this time with a blood-curdling scream. You are the toilet paper now! No! No! (laughs) You are the toilet paper now, the voice screamed. (laughs) He sat there in horror and disbelief at the way these events had unrolled. There was nothing he could do. The stall door began to shake. He stared in disbelief as it creaked and finally flung open to reveal a 350-pound trucker who had just finished a meal of chili dogs and gas station sushi. (laughs) This would truly be... A terrible experience. Yeah! Toilet paper monster! He became a toilet paper monster. No word on the uh, on the girlfriend. No. But uh, no, anyway, uh, she probably she got left. out of that. Yeah, yeah I she think got she, out of that. She moved on. Yeah, I and mean, once your boyfriend becomes a toilet paper monster, and now he has to wipe the butthole of a 350-pound trucker who just ate a bunch of chili dogs and gas station sushi, then you got to break it off. But honestly, if she can't see you through that, you know what I mean? Can't, yeah. can't, don't deserve me at my best. That's right. If you can't handle me, my toilet paper monster, then you then you don't deserve me at my going to your father's funeral with you. It's like if you date a guy for a year, then it turns out, then he gets like lung cancer or something, and then now you're locked in. Right. Unfortunately, now you're locked in. You got to stay with that person for a while, unless you're a bastard. Unfortunately, or, you are technically correct to leave, unfortunately, especially if it's been like a year in. You are, if I want to oh, do yeah. a... If this was a morality court and I was your lawyer, I would say you are correct to leave because Get you out don't of know there. this person. But by the court of the, the everyone else, you're a bastard. I firmly believe this whole sickness and health thing, right? It's big. It is big. But I'm That's just the whole say point this. of getting married. The if whole point get, of getting married. But if you get paralysis, that, I'm gone. No, I'm, then you're, you're not a person on. anymore. Oh, that's that's a controversial statement. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, that's not, a controversial statement. No, that's not. No, that's not true. You know, you are a person. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're oh, in a Jesus coma for Christ. 30 years, <laughs> yes, that's different. That's what that's, I'm talking about. That's different. But if you could still get it up, you could ride it and probably get a baby out of it. Oh, my let's. Because sometimes in comas, if you play with the dick and balls, the dick can just get can get hard. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't know that for. I I don't have for example. Like I haven't. I'm not a nurse. I mean, no. I'm not one of those criminal nurses. Thank God you're not a nurse. Nurse Zabrowski here. What do you need? Do you need a needle? Do you need me to punch you in the face? Work it off. Take 25 milligrams of sativa and call <laughs> me when uh, your belt goes missing. Absolutely. I was okay, being satirical. Okay. You're a bastard. No. Now no. you're a bastard. No, I was joking. Live from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, 
you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. 
And this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. From your Here we go. This is, a, this is a real story. I woke up abruptly to the sound of footsteps rushing up the stairs, and immediately my heart rate quickened and my senses heightened. The steps sounded almost clumsy and with a bit of a drop-foot shuffle, but the pace was quick. Before I could make a sound, the man rounded the corner to my bedroom and made a beeline to the side of my bed. Hmm. As he looked away, inches from my side, he took deep, exhausted breaths. I couldn't believe what was happening. Somehow, my German shepherd, who lay at the foot of my bed, and my husband, who lay sleeping without any inclination of the sudden stranger in our room. My mind was a flight of ideas trying to plan my move. As I tried to scream, nothing came out. With all my courage, I faced the intruder and finally managed to whisper... Who are you? Hmm. He seemed startled that I spoke to him, and he turned to face me. Instantly, I knew him. I was staring into the aged face of my father, who died eight years ago of early-onset dementia. He was 56 when he passed, and due to his demented brain, had developed a shuffling gait in the advanced stages. He looked directly at me and seemed to understand how scared I was. He reached out his hand and touched my arm, and instantaneously, every bit of adrenaline that had surged through my system disappeared. An overwhelming sense of calm rushed over me as my heart rate normalized, my breathing slowed, and I no longer felt afraid. He kept looking at me without smiling or making any real Mm. facial expression, but he seemed content that I was no longer afraid. And as we continued to lock eyes, he slowly faded away. I got the impression that he came to protect me or warn me of something. Perhaps he just wanted to chill. This happened about six months ago, and I haven't had any visitations from him since. And although every night before I sleep, I wonder if my dad will stop by again. This was the first visitation, quote-unquote, for my father. However, I had a similar experience years ago in another house when I woke up to a 40-something-year-old man in a hat. Wardrobe looked to be 1920s, 1930s, staring intently at me. I'll say his stare was quite aggressive, hmm. as I was as, as if I was not meant to be there. As I kept his gaze, he too slowly faded away. I can still remember his face. Cool. He's like Kurgan. Cool. He's like Kurgan from Highlander. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, that's, that's fucking just, sweet, dude. It's, it's like fucking it, Obi-Wan, dude. Indeed. It's kind of nice to have one more chance to stare in your father's disappointing face or disappointed face, rather. That's just how it is, man. Yeah, that's it. That's just how it is. So that's good. Just know that wherever our parents are in the afterlife, that's how they're staring at us. Absolutely. Not smiling down, more just kind of like grimacing. Yeah. And, you know. doing that? Yeah. Still doing that, huh? Doing that thing? Yeah. You won't be complaining when I buy you a pool. Um, <laughs> I don't need anymore. I'm dead, Henry Thomas. I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> now I can watch and really see what you're doing. Oh, because Henry Thomas, you never tell me anything about your life. I have to listen to the show to know. Or as my mom said, she bravely, after the live show, she saw us in Tampa. She's like, I know it's a persona. <laughs> Which is nice. She doesn't understand. It actually is. It is me. 
No, your mother was wonderful, and she came to their show in Tampa, and the Tampa crowd was incredible. Miami was so sweet, and thank you to everyone who came out to our show in Orlando as well. Um, incredible, beautiful people. People always, you know, they dump on Florida because they got the sunshine laws, so we get to see all of their weird tales. But in reality, it's a beautiful place full of like um, pretty hot people. Killer crowds. Yes. Killer crowds. Everybody's cool. Hung out with a bunch of fans yep. after Tampa with my, my friend Kat, uh, my friend Ian, some people out there. Like, it was like, we got to see some people. Like, we, like, that's what's awesome. And yeah, attractive audiences. I went to a place called The Hub. It was right by where we performed in Tampa. They were sweet enough to give me a t shirt for free, and I was going to wear it the next night at the show. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, The Hub has a lot of smoking. And I put it on and I almost vomited because it's probably been marinating in Florida tobacco, in Florida cigarette smoke for a good 20 years. So I wash it. But then once I wash it, I will wear it because I loved that bar. Um, All right. This tale comes in from a fella. His name is Sam Perez. Okay. He says, this comes from my mom. So this is a story from his mother. Her family grew up on and around the Navajo Nation near Window Rock, Arizona. Growing up, she had a friend whose uncle we'll call Dwayne. It's always something like that. Uncle Dwayne is a very uncle name. I know The Rock is trying to change it into like a cool name, but Dwayne usually... No, he, he barely even uses his real name. Yes, only, only in the action movies. Okay, so they're going to call this uncle Dwayne. Let's just say... He drove a water truck out on the res. One morning, he was driving down a narrow road out in the Cheskas around four in the morning when he rounded a bend. What was standing in the middle of the road was essentially a Sasquatch. He did not know what to do as the seven-foot-tall beast stared at him. After a minute, the Sasquatch simply walked away. <gasps> That's what it would do. That's what it I would mean, do. I mean, it's just going home. It's tired. It's four o'clock in the morning. After this encounter, Dwayne started drinking more and his life spiraled out of control. That will happen if you see a Sasquatch. Yes. A couple years later, Dwayne took his own life. My mom's friend revealed that Dwayne had seen this creature. The thing with Sasquatch in Navajo is that there are beings that can assist in ceremony and are generally viewed as good. That's what I thought. Generally good Sasquatch. My mom was confused as to why Dwayne would have descended into all of that after seeing a Sasquatch. A year after Dwayne's death, their family uncovered a lot of unsavory facts about the man. He was not a good person. My mom believes that he was on a dark path, and the Sasquatch showed him the error of his ways, and he could not handle it. A bad man took his life, and maybe being gone is a good thing. Whoa! Whoa! All right, there it is. The Sasquatch was like, yo, Dwayne, you're not doing very good, although it does seem like he's delivering water to everyone on the reservation. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I think that is nice. It's kind of key. It's essential to life. But maybe the Sasquatch was like, Dwayne, you got to change your ways. And Dwayne was like, I can't do that. And then he got, he invested in Anheuser-Busch stock and boom, (laughs) tried to make some money. (laughs) That's how it is. It's fine. These are your people. Yep. Absolutely. These are your people. I love them. I love them. All right. Here's another tale. That's supposed to be real. Ooh, a real tale. Third shift in a nursing home is no joke. Oh, my God. My friend Ryan, when I was growing up, uh, well, not growing up, I was in college, but aren't we always growing up? I'm still growing up today. But my friend Ryan worked in a nursing home, and uh, 
You know I told you that story about the skin tears, right? Yeah, this shit's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I'm very scared of growing older. Not really, but at the same time, I feel like I'll get better. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like a nice wine. Yeah, absolutely. But with Fine. an H. Yep, finer with age. <laughs> Hello. Third shift in nursing home is no joke. I've worked in the field for years, and third shift is very different than the daylight hours. Mostly the noise. It is terribly quiet for long stretches of time, so that you can find yourself kind of zoning out, only to be snapped out of it by an old woman's scream or the panicked, confused yelling of an old man who has forgotten where he is. Laughter is worse, though. One faculty I worked in did not confine patients to the rooms at night and allowed for supervised free roam. A lot of folks don't sleep well at night, and some would go to the common room to play board games together or watch old movies. We dimmed the lights in the main areas and shut them off completely in the hallways to the guest rooms so as not to disturb the sleep of those who can manage it. The hallways had a single plate glass window at the end and let in some moonlight, but we still had to carry flashlights on us to navigate. Hmm. I was walking one of the corridors, listening for any sounds of distress from the rooms, when I heard someone laughing at the end of the hall. Low belly laughs. Uh-oh. Guttural. <laughs> Ed, Ed Larson from Brighter Side? Is that you, Ed? No, you could tell me what my this, this signature smell <laughs> uh, it's ham. It's so ham. we left ham out. Oh, I love ham. I looked to the end of the hallway expecting to see a guest silhouetted by the moonlight through the window, but there was no one there. The laughter continued, though. More focused on me now, like it had noticed me, and I had its attention. I clicked on the flashlight and aimed it down the hallway to reveal nothing but one of our fake potted plants sitting next to one of the dozen or so identical resting benches that were littered randomly across our facility. You can't give these old people nice new flowers. No, you can't. Honestly, it's better for them to be fake so they don't eat them or whatever. I don't know if they do that. (laughs) I started towards the bench and the laughter came quicker and higher in pitch, more giggly and more rapid. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) As I got closer, my light exposed one of our patients, a man, laying underneath the bench on his side with his back to me and facing the concrete block wall. He was fully naked, except for a pair of black socks, and his arms and the top of his head, he was mostly bald, he had that Friar Tuck hairstyle going on, were covered in bright red streaks of blood. The blood was flowing from his fingernails as he was trying to scratch his way through the wall. He looked at me from beneath that bench when I shined my light in his face and said, Very close now. Very close. I can hear them on the other side. Turns out the guy was a WW2 vet and had spent time digging the foxholes and tunnels used to move around on the battlefield. We sedated him, cleaned him up, and got him back to his room for the night. By the time I found him that night, the guy had lost most of the fingernails on both hands as well as chipped a few teeth. Apparently, he had resorted to biting the wall once his fingernails had been ground down <laughs> to the meat. Yikes. Well, that is, Thank you, that, that is why it's the greatest generation. You know what? If now a millennial, what are they going to do? A millennial, he had As given soon- up once he didn't get a handout from the government. Absolutely. Once you crack one nail, you said, I'm not even going to try to dig through this wall anymore because I think I'm having a WWT flashback and I think there's a Nazi on the other side of it. I'm not even going to try anymore. The greatest generation, even in dementia, 
<laughs> that really is it's very power. frightening. Uh, the eating of it that that you can just see that happening. And honestly, we saw something very similar to that on East Hastings Street when we did our show over in Vancouver two or two or three years ago. That I'll always be haunted. Digging. Always be haunted. Something about just seeing nails cracking on concrete that is forever. Forever horrifying. I used no, to not be able to watch horror films that had a lot of nail or tooth stuff, but now I, I've i gotten desensitized. past I'm, I'm just deeply, deeply fucking desensitized. Yes. And when you mentioned the old man bald with naked, just wearing black socks, I also thought about Governor Spitzer. Remember that? Yes. Elliot Spitzer, yeah. I looks- always think of Spitz. I always think of his fucking, what his butt must have looked like from behind as he, he was with, was it uh, Lady Number 9? Was it Client Number 9? Ashley Dupre. Who she was beautiful. She was, and she had a short stint in the New York Post writing a sex advice column, um, but then uh, people didn't really take her advice too seriously. I don't know. She's- I don't know. I figure like that's exactly who you want to talk to. All right. I will do this one. It's called Maher. 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 It is a little bit long, but we're going we're gonna to get right on through it here because it's a spooky spaghetti. Okay, my hair. And uh, there is no name of the author, so thank you so much for submitting. And again, if you want to submit your stories for next week's episode, side stories, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Shoot us your stories. We love going through them. My hair. Okay. The last thing I own of value is my hair. Everything else has been taken from me. My home. With its empty windows and hiding spots, gone. My clothes, what little I had, what little I needed. Those tattered rags that hung from me like poor dead things, gone. My blankets, my candles, all those worldly possessions that define me, gone. Taken in the night by men in screaming machines and flashing lights with blue shirts, black boots, and and shiny badges who exchanged my memories for a slip of paper that said I couldn't live there anymore. (laughs) <laughs> not not good. good rent rent is crazy but my hair <laughs> remains is this a, this is all just going to be about rent stabilization and what's happening in san francisco and in new york but my hair remains oh my beautiful hair with its soft flowing locks fuck Velvety- you <laughs> hey henry do not get upset henry fuck you i don't the person doesn't have a shirt so, but, we, but the only thing that remains, my beautiful hair with its soft flowing locks, velvety strands that brush through my fingers, dry and crisp, silky and shimmered with youth. Yes, my hair remained for that they could never take. My hair is only valuable, of course, because I take care of it. Every day I wash it. It was easier when I had a home and the facilities to clean it in when I could lather it with the finest shampoos and scrub away the dirt and grime, <laughs> rinse it in the shower's <laughs> domestic drains. It's a little harder now, but that doesn't stop me. No, no, no. I always persevere wherever my hair is concerned. I've developed a little routine, you see. Each morning I prance down to the little river, that bubbling stream near the edge of town, where the people with the mean faces and mean eyes can't see me, can't whisper mean little comments under their sick breaths with nasty smirks and turned up noses. No, not here they don't. So she's washing her hair in the in the water, Henry. I know. That's oh. bad news. That's not good. It sounds like it's like someone's made smell like you've been swi- swimming in raw sewage. Mm, I love it. Uh, I love it. 
I let the hair float a little while, let it relax, bouncing up and down as the current bobbies it, like a crying child being soothed on its mother's lap. And then I put my hands over it, and I whisper to shush it. I say, it's okay, I'm right here. It's okay, I won't let you go, I'll never let you go. And I hold it down, and it squirms, oh how it squirms and fights to get back up but I hold on and I and on and I hold on and on and I cry a little because I know it's scared and I don't want to hurt it but sometimes you have to hurt the ones you love because you love them and I love my hair and the river is cold so cold around my hands that they go numb and you can't feel them anymore and you can't trust them and you can't trust them then because you can't feel your hands so you can't trust them I like that Uh, like how you can't trust those men in the blue shirts who will knock on your door and yell at you and kick you out so you're cold again so cold and alone and and the mean ones come back and laugh at you and then my hands let go and it all comes back up and i hold it and tell it how clean it looks and that i'm sorry henry did you try to do this with your hair no i did and then i piss it off oh i see i like to walk back to the other i like to walk back the other way then through town and past the playground. Sometimes, if you're too early, it'll still be quiet, and only the birds will laugh at you in the trees until you come near, and then they'll see you and fly off, leaving soft little feathers in their hurry. But if you're patient enough, like I was today, under the bright morning sky with only a fl- with only a few fluffy clouds, when it looks more like a reflection of the sky and the sea, and the playground has a little sandpit just like the beach, it's so gleeful, and and oh how they love to play in the sandpit they giggle and run the little ones do and then they go on the swings and they go up 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 and they laugh some more but it's not like the mean laugh no not like the mean parents <laughs> because they're nice and they smile and wave at me and I'll smile and wave back and watch i only need to watch for a few minutes today before i see him oh it's so perfect he runs far, a little too far, just outside the playground, behind the slides. His mother doesn't notice, of course, because she doesn't care. Not like me. No, no, because I do care. And I do notice. So I follow him over, very carefully, nice and quiet, so he doesn't get scared. And when we're far enough away, that's when I reach out. I can't stop my hands, and I touch it. His soft, soft hair. Oh, it's so soft. It runs down his shoulders like melting chocolate, shimmering in the sunlight that slips through the dark shadows of the leaves and trees. And my hand goes over his mouth, and I shush him and tell him it's okay. I won't let him go. I'll never let him go. My other hand strokes my smooth, bald scalp as I think of how perfect his hair will be. No! Oh, it's children's hair! Cool. And it's fun. Yeah. Well, you can always do that. Go yeah. And start stalking playgrounds. Start scalping kits. Nah, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to, man. Okay, that's for that's the best. A, my big goal is to not do that. That's per- I think that's a, be me. It's good to have goals that you can attain. Yeah, it's really uh, easy. Absolutely. To All not right. do that. Absolutely. All right, here we go. While serving as a combat medic in the 4th Infantry Division in Colorado, we were on a training mission. We moved a bunch of combat vehicles off of Fort Carson, where we usually do our training, to a large plot of land in the southeast of Colorado called Pinan Canyon. It's over 230,000 acres and owned by the Army for large training exercises such as this one. Anyways, one night our platoon is sleeping and it was my time for guard duty. 
Guard duty consisted of sitting on in a large armored personnel carrier and sitting in a chair inside the vehicle and using a computer that's connected to a large camera system on the outside of the vehicle that's attached to a 50 caliber machine gun. You're supposed to scan your designated area to see if there's any enemy activity. Hmm. Since it's nighttime, we use we use what's called FLIR or FLUIR. FLUIR? Forward-looking infrared pronounced FLUIR. FLUIR. It only sees heat signatures. I get bored on these shifts. So I usually just look for local wildlife, deer, bears, etc. These things are so high tech, you can see a field mouse clearly on the monitor from like 200 yards away. Damn. I had my FLIR set up to show up so that hot things like body heat showed up as white on the black and white display. This is important later. The thing about this area of land owned by the Army is that there are historical sites we're not allowed to train on dotted throughout the massive area. These sites consist of things like fossil beds, Native American burial grounds, and little pioneer settlements. We were about 100 yards from a small cluster of one of these settlements, which consisted of some small collapsed wooden buildings, a well, and a windmill which was somehow still standing. Me, being bored, trying to stay awake at 2 a.m., just started scanning this little settlement with my FLIR. I saw a couple of coyotes, a few mice, and then two human figures hmm. walking around in one of the collapsed homes. I immediately zoomed in and thought it might be part of the training exercise, that some people were going to attack us as part of the training mission. But then remember that we're strictly forbidden to be on these historical sites. I zoom in again, and I can't make out the usual things you see on FLIR, like a cold nose, hair, clothing, etc. There's just solid human silhouettes. Hmm. I then look at my monitor to make sure it was on white equals hot and realize that these figures were completely dark black, which means they're extremely cold. I continue to watch. They're just moving around, sometimes close together, sometimes walking apart and just standing there. A chill runs down my spine. Instead of waking everybody up and radioing it in, I opened up a private DM chat with my friend in the vehicle near me on the computer monitor. His vehicle is about 50 yards away from mine. I asked him to swing his weapon system around to the same building. He types back that he sees the figures too, and that they show up as very cold on his monitor. Hmm. I open up my hatch of the roof and poke my head out and put my traditional green-colored night vision goggles on, like the kinds of video games. It doesn't see heat. It just amplifies light. Mm-hmm. It's a little far, but I don't see anybody in the building. I deck my head down into the vehicle and see the computer screen with the FLIR, and they're still showing up. I do this several more times. I'm just accepting what I'm seeing and watching the figures about for about five more minutes. One seems to be a man, the other a woman. I say this due to the petite outline of one and the more hulking of the other. Just walking around, standing and walking around again, not really interacting with one another. Then out of nowhere, they just dissolve on the monitor. I look oh. like they just turned into dust and fell to the ground. Then I didn't see them anymore. I check with my buddy on the text chat and he says he saw the same thing. It was honestly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And besides that, I have never had another encounter like that. I tell my friends in the platoon about it. Some made fun of us, and others were legitimately creeped out. But, you know, no one else saw these things the rest of the time we were there, just my friend and I on that one night. But it's good to have a corroborating story, corroborating witnesses. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome, man. Dude, the military people, military people on the front lines of defense, they see some of the trippiest, trippiest things in the world. I love this shit. You know I like. You know I like. Military and ghosts, I love. 
All right. Well, I got one more left in me here, Henry. And this one is coming in from Charlie. Thank you, Charlie, for submitting. And again, side stories, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Okay. This story coming in from Charlie. It was January 1971, and my mom was 21. She'd just given birth to my eldest brother, her first child, and had recently returned home from the hospital. On this particular evening, her then-husband was upstairs taking a bath, and she was downstairs in the kitchen doing chores while carrying my brother. Isn't, you know, isn't that too much work for the woman to do? The man's up there taking a bath, farting in the tub, you know, Henry, and now it's she's a carrying a baby and doing chores. It's a lot. Oh, my goodness. 1971, huh? The house was on a main road, but right on the rural edge of town. And combined with the fact that it had been snowing, it was completely silent outside with no traffic and no one was walking the streets. Suddenly, breaking the silence was the sound of footsteps along the path at the side of the house that ran from the garden all the way along the side of the kitchen and up to the front of the house. My mum was immediately frozen in fear as she knew that her husband was upstairs in the bath and could still hear him up there, so he couldn't possibly have been in the garden. Behind the garden were miles of farmer's fields, and, and the only way to access it was via the path at the side. So she knew that there was no way anyone could have been back there without her knowing. There was a knock at the side of the door, and my mom screamed. A soft but unsettling voice said in a strong Lancashire accent, uh, Do it. Don't, Do it. Wor- don't worry, love. I won't hurt you. Just, <laughs> let me, just let me in. This is the best work you've done. That's not too bad. Don't worry, love. <laughs> That's not bad. I'm just trying to talk like bread would speak. Like, how does white bread talk? Don't worry, love. I won't hurt you. Just let me in. So this entity is like, don't worry, dude. Don't worry, love. I won't hurt you. Just let me in like the fiend from WWE. And whoever it was tried the door, which thankfully was bolted. My mom screamed for her husband, and he quickly ran downstairs. Unconfirmed, he was dressed or still had his wanger out from the bath. What? Whoa! Bath wanger! Because you know it's longer in the bath because you got no gravity because you got... It just gets to flippy flop around. It gets all relaxed. Gets all relaxed. So he's got his big dad wang running down the steps. He threw the side door open and the visitor had gone, leaving footprints in the snow trailing off to the front of the house and beyond. A few days later, there was a piece in the local paper that caught her eye. Someone in town had been killed by an escaped patient from the Whittingham Hospital, the asylum located around three miles away. The patient had knocked on the door and then forced his way into the house before stabbing them to death. As it turned out, if you were to walk as the crow flies through the fields at the back of my mum's house, you would end up on the grounds of the Whittingham Hospital. He must have escaped through the fields at the back and eventually happened upon the lights of my mum's house. Hopping over the fence at the back of the garden, my mum isn't sure what happened to the patient, but based on the treatments carried out in the UK asylums at the time, I can only imagine. No. <laughs> he attached a f- creepy photograph as well of the nursing of the nurses celebrating uh, at the Overlook Hotel, which is very nice of him. That's really all, fun. All right, there it is. So they just barely escaped murder at the hands of an escaped asylum patient. I feel like that used to be. Maybe it's because we shut down all of our insane asylums and now we just put people in prison in this country. But yeah. I just feel like it used to be a much more common trope. The visit kind of played with it. M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit, but it used to, I just feel like as kids, 
just the idea of an escaped psychotic patient, you know, an escaped asylum patient was just more common. You don't really hear about it anymore. No, I miss I miss that. I miss yeah. uh, be, people being able to escape from asylums and terror, terrorize people. I thought that was a fun time to be alive. Yeah. And you can't get that sort of – you can't get it no more. No, not in the city living. You just don't see it so much. This is why people are always scared of cities, Henry. But I've always been more scared, I'm, scared of rural. I'm deeply scared of the countryside. By the way, you know what? I just rewatched, Henry. What? I was flipping through Showtime. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was on. I watched I it from the beginning Texas to Chainsaw the Massacre end. I love Chainsaw Massacre 2. I love the, that whole sequel. I love the, all of the sequels. Of course it's Marcus's favorite movie. Yes. That movie, Chop Top, is just Marcus. Yes. Well, it's an idealized version of Marcus. Yes. Marcus, but- if, the way I look in the mirror and I see fucking uh, J- John Hamm with devil horns on, uh-huh. he looks in the mirror and sees Chop Top. <laughs> Naive, that's who he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, that movie's amazing. Well, thank you so much for that creepy story about a, an escaped, insane patient. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow, I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply.
So, yeah. So, we're coming back next week with more of these. Yeah. So, when we come back with next week, we're going to search for more again. I personally love the real ones because they're the ones that really creep me out. Yeah. But also, we've got some really good creative creepypasta. And here's one I'm going to read right now as my last one for this week. I think this one's uh, really fun. All right. And I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope so, too. Yes. I'll be keeping the details fairly vague as I have a career to protect. I work in architecture. I design homes for the ultra-wealthy. I can say I work at one of the most prestigious firms in the country. Our clients, some from Hollywood, some from Silicon Valley, but more often than not, they are obscure figures who are deeply connected to the river of vast wealth that drives this country. Mm. Often our projects are multi-million dollar modernist cabins perched upon some distant mountaintop in Colorado or eastern Montana. The sort of place you might spend three weeks a year in before jetting off to one of your other seven homes. Anyways, last year I received a new project with a somewhat odd backstory. This client had come to us having recently fired one of our competitors. Hmm. Apparently there was a quote disagreement on vision and a lack of commitment, whatever that meant. We're flown out to meet this client at his house in New York. He was, as you might expect, a charismatic silver fox, big smile, with a quiet, thin wife. And overly confident, the kind of confidence only found in men who run hedge funds. This seems to be based off someone in particular. These types live to entertain. So, of course, you got us nice and drunk off the expensive wine from Portugal while he boasted about his Jackson Pollock painting mounted along the far wall. I'll admit it, I was impressed. Mm. It was 8 feet tall and nearly 20 feet across. I had never seen a Jackson Pollock in those particular shades of red. There's very particular shades of red. He stepped away for a minute and he returned holding a large roll of paper. It was the unfinished drawing for his future house that I was to complete. He began to describe to us his vision. His, quote, solitude in the desert what i see in front of me is a property deep in rural arizona Hmm. the property is narrow yet very long and it runs deep along a valley right up to the foot of the nearby mountain range at about a mile in sits the main house the garage stands nearly 400 feet from the house proper the house is laid out in in a most unusual way it's hard to explain imagine looking down at a cinnamon bun Imagine two parallel corridors spiraling around a central desert courtyard. From the desert courtyard at the center, there is a single door that leads to one winding corridor, whereby you eventually end up in all the typical rooms one might expect. The kitchen, the living room, a wine cellar, a master bedroom. Each room is set with a single window viewing outwards to the desert beyond. He talked our ear off while I held onto my glass of wine and tried to trace my finger along the entire length of this corridor. I looked at it again, but harder this time. There was something very wrong here. I could not find any way to reach the second parallel corridor. It was inaccessible, encased, totally and completely, windowless too. There was a series of small square rooms linked by this impossible corridor. Each room had an unremarkable name, study, library, shower, dressing. And storage. Each room lit with a single recessed overhead light. All rooms were identical in size, and no rooms had light switches. The walls were built up 24 inches deep, usually found in recording studios to isolate noise from escaping. And the walls called for marine-grade stainless steel, rarely used, unless the environment is unusually harsh and corrosive. Someone had taken a red pencil and redlined each room with a small symbol indicating the placement of a square shower drain. 
always located in the center of the floor. Suddenly, we heard a wine glass shatter from the kitchen. The client whipped into a short but profound rage. He berated his wife before apologizing to us. I broke the tension by asking him, what are these smaller rooms? What was the dressing room for? What were the, why was the floor drains in every room? He responded, I hunt. You haven't dressed a deer before? <laughs> I looked around again, double-checking that in fact the walls were plastered in abstract paintings and not the heads of dead animals. I responded, I don't see a single trophy here. He paused and looked straight into me with a slow nod and smirk. He turned away and back towards the Jackson Pollock. Do you know why Portuguese wine from 2012 is considered to be the best of the decade? There was a severe heat wave that year. It was so intense, several hundred people died in their homes. Heat stroke, only to be found days later rotting in their bathtubs. The grapes, too. They struggled for survival in that desert all summer. You can taste it now in your glass. Their desperation. The despair. The dirt. I mean, that's that's interesting and all, I was saying. But there's, uh, there's like no big game animals in that part of Arizona. And that's it. I guess I asked too many questions. We were abruptly fired a few days later. We came across a lot of eccentric people, but I've yet to make any sense of this. I guess I finally decided it's time to share the story when a few days ago I got curious and to look over the property using Google Earth. You can just make out a small courtyard of a black house sitting along the edge of a valley in Arizona. Ooh, interesting. I like well, it. That sounds like a real creepy sommelier at Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this I don't line. know if they're getting the legit sommeliers at Applebee's. No, I don't think they are. Wow, that is, you know, architects, hi, anytime you have to deal with the super ultra rich, it is a creepy experience. It reminds me of uh, what uh, what is, what's the name of that documentary, Sasha Baron Cohen's This Is America. Oh, they we, just don't look at us like we're people. No, they don't. And not, literally, he was playing that super ultra rich dude, and the guy was just open to getting him children. Ooh. Remember that? Creepy stuff. That's All so right. Cool. It's um, guys, so these are great. We got some good selections for this week. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And you, you all notice so much. I didn't do any erotica. I didn't do any erotica this week because it's been a game I've been doing a long time, but who knows what'll show up next week. You got something for next week? Maybe a little maybe you can try to um, mate with whatever entity is in your apartment right now. Maybe just put out like little Hershey kisses. Let it know that you're serious about potentially having a long-term relationship with it. I'm just tr- I'm not trying to add more. I'm not trying to have multiple wives here. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to live my life without my keys being missing all the time. And I and I now I just need to kind of figure it out if if it is indeed me, which it might be. And you just need to pay more attention. It's about being in the moment. That's it. That's it. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. And again, thanks to everyone who came out to our shows in Florida. That was a awesome, awesome uh, little tour. Tampa, Orlando, and beautiful Miami. Thank you all so much. And we will see you all on the road here in the very near future. Um, cannot wait. So, yeah, make sure you go to last podcast on the left. I uh, to find some tour dates. Please do. And, hey, couple things. Number one, we got dates coming up in New Orleans. Yay. That's for you know. There's got to, I have some people that said, you know, people were like, where's the VIP? We're not doing VIP for yes. New Orleans because we're filming our live show. This so is going to be, be part it. of that 
experience, if you so choose. You will see the culmination of this year's work in all of its wonderful glory. Um, and yes, and then, of course, this show will be dead, never to return to the world again. Never so, again! Never again! And, and we're going to try a new format with our n- tour next year, which I'm very, very excited. We're gonna, we, got a lot of, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of asses in the oven. I'm not trying to be fucking Albert Fish about this, but yes. we got a lot of Albert. We got a lot of asses in the oven. We got a lot of bones in the chocolate here. And come out to it. And we still, I think we have some tickets left. I think we actually might be totally sold out in Northampton and Detroit. I think we might be. Maybe. We got one more. We got also, more in, in Portland, man. Also, apparently, let us know where to get buffalo wings in Buffalo. Because I've heard that it's not even the place to get buffalo. They wings. say Anchor Bar is actually not it. I heard this pl- this place called like nine one one. Apparently, it's called like Chicken nine one one or something like that. Mm. That's supposed to be the best. But let us know. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Ben Kissel one. Also, I want to say you guys. When you guys send me emails, I'm getting back through. Like we've got so many reaches up of people from Halloween Horror Nights. I want to say thank you to the people that recognized us when we did Halloween Horror Nights in oh Orlando. My God. That, uh, was that awesome. helped us. It was so sweet. You guys are really, really good. Everybody that scared us that knew us was very, very good. Um, Thank you. I'm going back to L.A. this week, the L.A. Halloween Horror Nights. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for answering my questions or like at least getting back to me. And I actually have some very specific questions to ask some of you that reached out, which I will be getting through this week. And also the people that shot me emails about looking for a theologian. I am also preparing questions for you. So thank you. Yes. You your your emails are seen. As I led in Atlantic City in the sad, depressed world that is casino life, Henry led at Hollywood at uh Hollywood Horror Nights in Orlando, and we had an incredible time. If you have a chance, get out there. Rob Zombies uh Scarehouse was legitimately Dope. incredible. We also highly recommend Universal Monsters. Uh, those two were really, really solid. And also, we have to recommend, it's a little bit more expensive, but well worth it. Get the Express Pass. I mean, it's so much fun. You get to do a lot of stuff. But also, yeah. we are um, we live a child's life. Yes, but if you do get a chance, because then you don't have to wait in all the lines. Because we did, we were able to beast through it. What, what did we do? Like six different things in like 90 minutes? Two and a half hours, basically. Yeah, we, we beasted it. We beasted um, it. It was fucking sweet. Yes, it was awesome. But you oh. get out there. Hey, man, live your life, man. It's Halloween. But you got to put your orange shoes on. Black hat on, man. That's it's Halloween. It. Live the Halloween life, man. Laugh. <laughs> this is the time period where your evil laugh is normal. Yep. Live that normalcy. Live it. Love it. Enjoy it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And fucking love. Love the I just this is honestly it should it feels so good to be spooky. But last night when I was truly scared, I wasn't ready to be spooky. But then I realized after I got freaked out that this is exactly what I was looking for. Yep. And I should enjoy it. So that's what I'm now trying to do is that this ghost, these gremlins are trying to make me realize I need to live in the present. Is that what this is? I think so. That's okay. what Natalie said. Well, I hope you don't end up getting gutted by them, um, because um, that would really <laughs> hurt the show, Henry. And that's what we have to think about. Not so much you as a person, but I'm thinking no. about our bottom line. No, me too. Oh, believe me, I know that if I'm if I'm dead, <laughs> Wendy runs out of the, the farmer's dog stuff that we. Oh get my from. God! Next thing you know, Wendy, Puffin, and Georgie are just out there on the streets. Will work Everybody. for pets, whatever they're doing. Be, um, becoming, they're going to become sex workers. Oh my! Nothing wrong with that on a consensual level. They're dogs, though, Henry. So. That's what I mean. 
They're, they was for other dogs. All right, we don't have to go into that. Um, all right, everyone, thank y'all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. And again, side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Keep on sending us the spooky stuff. Oh, by the way, you've, if you've been like sitting in your living room or like doing stuff like alone, you're just thinking one side of the house, you know what I mean? Just, just check the other side because sometimes people can case your house for weeks on end and, and know your every vulnerability. And they honestly, once you let your guard down, that's when they strike. I just read another story about a guy who was like, so weird. Like, my milk just kind of gets drunk, almost like I have a roommate, but I don't have a roommate. And then he put a camera in. It was a woman that was living in his house for like oh, six no, months. Oh, no, that's always that's always one of those that those stories pop up and then turn out they're fake, and then they pop up and it turns out they're fake. But I still love them. But I, 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 I accidentally fake? scared because- Natalie last night because Natalie was like, do you really think, do you think there's somebody living in our house? And I was like, no. You know? I don't know, buddy. Check Just check around. You know? Always check around because yeah. literally every single time you you remotely feel vulnerable, that's when you're going to get attacked. Oh my god, <laughs> that's good. That's good protection. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh. Like artist Angela. go on a journey to the by the sea. Take a small vacation. Dance under sun-soaked trees.